0: Hey Tubes! This is Inbar. I was wondering whether you had any insights for me on the following question. Do influencers encourage excess consumption? Can't wait to hear your thoughts!
1: Hello friends, you are listening to Hey Tubes, where we are figuring out, can we save the planet but make it fashion?
0: We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we also happen to be the founders of this little old shoe label we like to call Tubes. The W is silent. Do you know this? The W, it's not Tubes. And actually, often we're in meetings and people will be like, so tell me about twos. And then the whole team's like. <laughs> and we're pretty excited to be
1: discussing this very, very juicy question. Do influencers encourage excess consumption?
0: Ooh. Love this question, and I particularly love this question because we ourselves don't know if you guys know this, we used to be influencers. So before we founded Tubes about five and a half years ago, we were bloggers. We were bloggers even before Instagram days. Before they were Instagram influencers, we started as bloggers. I moved to Paris for six months and It must have been in 2012 and Jess and I were living apart for the first time. Our wardrobe that we'd shared our whole lives was going to be split for the first time and we decided that it would be really fun to start an online diary where every single day we would write a little message to each other about what we did that day and then we'd post about what we ate, what cafes we ate at, where we shopped and we'd post a little photo that we, oh my God, did we call them stizzers?
1: Yes! We're like, can you take a stiz to somebody that we wanted them to take our photo?
0: Yeah, that's how often we were taking them because we took it every day for six months. And so it just became like, hey, my stiz is up. That's very internal lingo. Nobody knows this. You're now in on a very big secret.
1: And it really was before influencer day. So we weren't calling ourselves influencers, we were calling ourselves bloggers, but we were definitely influencing. I mean, we grew this following, we didn't even know what to do with it. And eventually we started to get approached by brands to work with us. They wanted us to wear their clothes, we would wear them, we would charge them, and then our followers or readers at the time would go and buy these outfits and we would constantly get Feedback from brands like, OMG, when you post this jacket, it sold out in a matter of hours. How wonderful. And of course, this was before our environmental awakening, I want to call it. So we weren't so much conscious of the way that we were impacting this consumerism vibe. We were just excited to be invited to the party, if I'm honest. But it has given us a super interesting perspective this many layers on being influencers ourselves and now being a brand that's trying to push against consumerism and trying to figure out how we use influencers or whether we even do have an influencer strategy in Tubes, it's all been super interesting for us to explore and we do kind of see both sides of the coin.
2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: So let's dive into this juicy little question here, which is, do influences encourage excess consumption? I
1: think at a baseline, I would say yes. Like yes is the word I want to come out of my mouth. And also, I feel like we need to acknowledge that an influencer is only one person and that they are subject to like all the pressures in society that we are also subject to. So for example, if I put myself back in my old influencer shoes, I remember how much pressure I felt to constantly be wearing a new outfit, like how many times... Steph, would we go shopping specifically for a stiz? Like, because everything else in our wardrobe had been seen already. It was like a crime against humanity or the fashion goddess herself to be seen in something that you had already worn in a post, even if it was like six months earlier. And that
0: pressure is real. Oh my God. And I remember when we started, when we transitioned over to being Instagram influencers once Instagram was a thing. God forbid you ever wore the same thing twice on Instagram, especially if we were invited to an event, it always had to be a new outfit. And sometimes it would mean running to the shops, literally like the day of, we had to have everything new. We had to have new accessories. We had to have absolutely everything. You've never seen it before.
1: But if I'm honest, the type of influencer I want to follow is more aware of their power than that and is more evolved than we were when we were in that position and acknowledges like, hey, this is a really awesome opportunity to normalize wearing the same thing twice or to actually push against these societal pressures that are so ridiculous. And so I feel like I would want my ideal influencer not to succumb to all of that pressure and to actually be pushing against that stuff. But I mean, influencers sell stuff. It's kind of like a form of advertising and advertising is promoting consumption. So again, I come back to yes.
0: What do you think? When I think of an influencer, I immediately think of a girl who's like, you know, got long blonde hair and she's in her bikinis And she's like posing in front of that place in the world where there are like hot air balloons behind her and everybody else has also been there and she's got this beautiful picnic and we all know like her boyfriend's behind the camera, he's taking the photo. So if that's my definition of an influencer, yes. Influencers are encouraging excess consumption. I feel like pretty bleak about that type of a person. I feel like they don't really care about much other than being really caught up in their Instagram following. I think also Kardashians, Kardashians come to mind for me there. Like that's an influencer, maybe unpopular opinion, because I know so many people love the Kardashians, but even though I know like Kim puts her voice to certain things at the end of the day, like how many lipstick businesses can these people come out with and how much more money could they possibly make? Like At the end of the day, they're interested in more. It it is about excess consumption and it's feeding into this societal idea that we have that in order to be more, we need more. And I think they're trapped in that hamster wheel and they're encouraging it because that's the mantra that they live by is more equals better. And so I think that they're sending this message to other people that you need to consume more in order to feel good about yourself. So- By that definition of influencer, yes, I do think that they are encouraging excess consumption. And at the same time, I think that there is a new breed of influencer that is coming. I think that there are plenty of people who are doing really awesome things in the world. I particularly am so encouraged when I see people who are like early 20 something gen Zers that really care about stuff that really do want to make a difference that want to use their voice for something else other than just encouraging consumption. If those people then are promoting brands though, I don't know. So I, I guess I don't know if fashion influencers could ever not encourage excess consumption. I'd like to be proven wrong.
1: And I feel like this is the perfect time to phone a friend because of course, like all conversations, this one is super layered and like while initially I want to be like, yeah, hell yeah, they are. Also acknowledge that there are many, many facets to this conversation. So I think we should bring in Bianca from our team. She is our social media and PR manager. So she is pretty much the expert of all experts on this topic And is actually the reason that we have been discussing these types of things around the office. She's the first one to point this out to us about influencers. Okay, so let's call B and get her thoughts. Hey. How you doing? How fun is this? I feel like you're a long-time listener, first-time caller, Bianca. Seriously, I'm feeling a bit starstruck
0: to be here. usually on the other side of things. It was about time you got on the mic. Yes, it's time for my moment to shine. So we mentioned that this is actually a topic that you brought to us when we were chatting about influences. Do you want to give the people a little bit of background on how this conversation kind of came about in the Tubes office? I have
3: been at Tubes for about three years and... The way that we have dealt with influencers has changed a lot recently. Uh, When I first started, it was very much in a way that I'm sure a lot of other brands would also gift and work with influencers that you just have like lists and lists and lists of people's names. And when you release a new collection, you'll just basically send an email to every single person on that press list and say, Hey, do you want a pair of these new shoes or whatever it might be? And then of the people on the list, some of them will come back to you and say, yes, I want them. Others will say no, whatever. So I basically was looking, cause I keep a list in my computer of everyone who we've ever gifted since I've been at Tubes. And I had a look at this list, which is like, actually getting in the hundreds. Now was maybe like 300 people. And I had this just moment of realization, like we have gifted hundreds of pairs of shoes to people and how many of those people are actually wearing them and how many of them have ended up in landfill. And so I brought it to Steph and I was like, I just don't know if this way of doing things that we've always done. It really aligns with like our new Vision for tubes that we want to become more sustainable and we want to teach people better shopping habits. So, yeah, I guess that's where it all started.
1: Well, and I love the connection you made there with not only how many shoes, like physical product that we were sending out that might be ending up in landfill, but also there are these influencers that their main thing is to sell products. And so we send them a pair of shoes and they just post them on their stories or on their feed and they're like, go and buy tubes like you must buy these shoes they're so great for x y and z go and buy them and you're like but hey aren't we trying to get people to buy more thoughtfully and actually think about their purchases so if we've got all these influencers out there trying to tell their communities to just buy 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 our shoes it's like a complete disconnect from what we're actually trying to do internally and I thought that that was what blew my mind like I hadn't thought about that
3: A hundred percent. And especially like when our messaging on social media is buy thoughtfully, buy from better brands, buy from brands who are doing things better. And then it just felt like it wasn't connecting then to have heaps of people who weren't aligning with our values, posting our product. Like influencers don't necessarily go and say, buy this, but that's kind of inherent, right? Like when you see an influencer wearing something, like that's what they're
0: there for. They're there to influence you to buy it. So it just felt like the two things didn't, didn't match up. And I guess that comes back to the question today that we'd love to hear your answer to. Do influencers encourage excess consumption? What do you think?
3: On the whole, I think yes. But that's like, that's not to say that every single influencer is doing something wrong. I just think that like they're a product of a system and influencer culture is to blame. For my personal experience as a consumer, like when I scroll through my Instagram or my TikTok or whatever it is, like I can't scroll very far without seeing a hole. And a lot of the time they're fast fashion products, you know, and how quickly are they cycling through these things? You know, it's like. The five things that I got this week, and then next week it's another five things, and then the next week it's another five things. Like that definitely is encouraging excess consumption. But that's not to say that everybody is doing it because there are some influencers who I think are doing it really well. But I think it is like influencer culture on the whole really does encourage that.
0: Well, it's really interesting because just hearing you talk about that, I'm like, are we singling out influencers for what they do and the way they're trying to make a living when it's like we're not sitting here and saying, does digital marketing encourage excess consumption? Does TV advertising encourage excess consumption? And if you think about it, those things are more like big corporations are advertising on those big advertising things, whereas these are individuals as influencers that are promoting things. So in the same way that shopping from a brand that's a small brand is a better option and small brands are actually able to, to pivot and be more sustainably focused. And it is a more sustainable way of shopping in general, shopping locally with that same logic. Maybe it's just that influencers have a problem at the moment, but actually like when we zoom out, they're not the biggest problem. Advertising is the biggest problem.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But at the same time, like influencers have a choice, right? Because a company like Sheen, They're a fast fashion company. They don't care about the environment. They're not gonna do anything about it. They're just gonna continue creating fast fashion. So yeah, like they're gonna market wherever they can, be it through influencers, digital marketing, TV, whatever they do. But an influencer, they have a choice where they can buy from, right? So like they can choose to either show their audience a product from a fast fashion website or they can show their audience a really awesome pair of shoes, that were made with the environment in mind that are made from recycled materials and have a great message behind them.
1: I agree with you. I think that there are so many layers to this conversation because I 100% agree. And I think that as an individual, just like every individual has a responsibility to make good choices in this day and age. I think that influencers have that same level of responsibility, if not more so because they know that people are watching them and will do what they do. It's like we have little cards in our hands and we can like hand them out to everyone that's like responsible for the situation that we're in. And I don't think that we can just give that card to one person, one like single influencer and be like, it's your fault. But I think that we need to hand out all the cards to all the different things. What's creating this world of excess consumption and influencers definitely get a card. Like I totally agree that they get a card and lots of other people get a card. I also would love To like highlight this and like maybe we can discuss, but how influencing is based off of this unattainable lifestyle, right? Like in the beginning of influencing, the reason that we became fascinated with these people's lives is because they lived a lifestyle we deemed to be interesting for whatever reason. For me, I know it was like affluence like where were they going like oh my god are the Kardashians on a private jet again like this is so fun I want to watch and I feel like at the time we thought that that meant that they were better than us happier than us that they'd figured more out than us, right? And now we're in 2021 and we've woken up to the fact that, okay, everyone's like miserable and those people are no happier or fulfilled or have their shit together than anyone else. But I still think that there's something in this lifestyle that they're feeding us. And it's like causing us to think that what they have in their lifestyle is what we should have in order to be better or present to the world or be cooler, whatever it is. And so like that's what's causing us to buy. Like it's panging that thing inside of us that says like we want to be better like them. And I think that that's also a huge problem. So like it's the system of influencing as a whole.
3: I definitely agree with that. But also I think influencing has changed a lot since like those original days when it was the really unattainable lifestyle and the private jet and the holiday overseas and all of that kind of stuff we were seeing in the beginning, because now like micro and nano influences, they're just as popular and they can have just as much influence as those massive ones. You look at a platform like TikTok. It's got nothing to do with how many followers you have, whether your video can go viral. Like it just goes viral like that. Somebody who has 10 followers can go viral for a skirt they're wearing or a top or whatever it might be. And I I think that in that way, it's changing because now so many more people have influence. It's not just like really tightly held by the few elite.
1: Going back to like the original influencer, that was celebrity, right? So like... Paris Hilton would wear something like this pair of sunglasses that like were colored. I remember Stephanie had a bunch. She was obsessed with them. So she was photographed by paparazzi once in a while. And then that photo would get picked up by Who magazine or NW. And then you would see it in there and you would feel like you wanted to buy that. But I guess there is something in the fact that we now consume so much more content. So like we used to be influenced maybe to the same degree. Like when we saw Paris Hilton, we wanted what she wanted as much as we want Brittany Xavier on TikTok's new Dior bag or whatever. We would want the Paris Hilton stuff just as much, but now it's like we're bombarded with it like every minute of every day. So like every minute we're feeling like we need to buy stuff as opposed to like once a week or once a month when those magazines would come out.
0: Yeah. And so what's the answer there? Because it's like the only thing that I can do to be immune to the influence of what's on my Instagram feed is not being on Instagram. Because I find that like, Instagram as an app is built to play into my human emotions of FOMO and wanting what I see. So for me, every time I go on Instagram, I end up just feeling like shit because I'm just like wanting things that I don't have, or I'm wanting my life to be something that it isn't. I'm aspiring to something else. Like, is there a way to have the, you know, is there, is there such a thing as consuming influencer content, but still being measured and it not encouraging excess consumption or is the cold turkey cold veggie the only way to go I think there are ways definitely
3: to to limit it I don't think anybody can be immune from it because just like you said Instagram is an app built to prey off like our human desires right like they you know not enough people were buying off Instagram so they they introduced like a new shop tab So anytime you go exploring, you can see things to buy. Like that's how they make their money. That's how they're profitable. So of course they're going to do that. But I think like the first step would definitely be to do like a serious cull of who you're following and just go through and be ruthless. Like, does this person make me feel bad about myself? Does this person make me feel like I need to buy things I don't actually need? But yeah, just like go through and do a cull and really assess who you're following and why you're following them. And if they don't align with your values, cut them out. Even if you've followed them for years, even if you think they have really cool style, like you've just got to get rid of them. But it's it's definitely hard when there's like an explore page as well. I try not to look at the explore page. I try and just look at the people who I follow.
1: Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit because what we're talking about is like how influencers... Are providing us with constant newness, right? And something that we, the three of us have talked about is like this idea of normalizing wearing something more than once. So, When we were influencers as how to live, we felt like this intense need to like constantly be coming up with newness. Like We would never post the same outfit twice. Like that was absolutely a no-go zone. And B, you started talking to us about like normalizing the same, wearing the same thing more than once. So talk to us about it.
3: Well, I think that that also even probably stems from like celebrity culture because you'd never see a celebrity wear the same dress to an awards show and then- you'd never see an influencer wear the same thing twice. Although you might, these days I see people wear the same piece styled in a different way, which is really great. And I feel like it's a step in the right direction. But then even like on a friendship level, like my friends would never wear the same dress to a wedding twice, you know? Like you'd, you'd swap around and, and borrow someone else's or you'd rent one or whatever it is. Maybe like the first step is just wearing the same top to the office twice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. Well, and also, funnily enough, I have noticed on certain TV shows that the stylists are trying to normalize like one character wearing things throughout the season. Like even on Younger, they started to do that where like a winter coat, like most people just have like one winter coat that they wear like throughout the season. And so like Liza would like wear that same winter coat. And I like really enjoyed and respected that. I would love to see more of that in like TV. TV and obviously on Instagram with influencers.
0: Oh, can we also talk about the pressure on women in all of this to wear the same thing, like the way Mark Zuckerberg literally wears the same T-shirt every single day and he's called a genius for that and it reminds me, I think it was Carl Stefanovic maybe or someone on morning TV who wore the same suit for a year and nobody even noticed and he was trying to point out the fact that his co-worker who's a woman, his co-host has to have a new outfit every day And for me, anything where I realize that men don't have to do this, but women do, I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. That's ridiculous. Totally.
3: Or even like think of a wedding, like every guy just has to wear a suit and they all look the exact same. Maybe they're a slightly different shade, but you have to wear a different dress to every
1: single one. That's so unfair. Mm, And it it also is unfair when it comes from a place of like, you have to, because just when you said that, I was like, me, Jess, who like freaking loves like dressing up and like just having a really good time in my clothes. Like I love that, but I want to do it from a place of my own desire and like having fun with myself, not from a place of outside pressures placed on me by the whoever's in the societies. Like if we bring it back to influencers, like what does an influencer who's positively contributing to this like fashion and sustainability conundrum that we're having like what does that look like in the way that they're presenting to us
3: well I want to see them not shopping fast fashion like or if they're doing it then just like don't promote it (laughs) keep that one quiet (laughs) Uh, but preferably not shopping fast fashion I want to see them showing me their up shopping hauls or their thrifting hauls but that's also a little bit problematic because I have seen a lot of influencers who go thrifting, but go thrifting in excess. And I don't know if that potentially also contributes to like the culture of excess consumption, even if it's just from the op shop, like how many pieces from the op shop do we need? That's probably a separate conversation for another day. I want to see them promoting brands that are doing great things for the environment and really like heroing them. And I want to see them outfit repeating, outfit repeating, Shamelessly, right? Like, show me head to toe the same outfit on a different day. Not a photo from the
0: same day, show me a different day and make it a point that you wore the same outfit again and you loved it. And I think, as well, an important part of the conversation is the fact that there are a lot of influencers that are doing great things in fashion that aren't necessarily about the environment as well. So like someone that comes to mind is a style by Denny, who we absolutely love, and they're really promoting gender diversity and non-gender conforming fashion, which is a really important part of the conversation too. Or someone we've been following forever is Fashion Haley, who is promoting size diversity in fashion. So I feel like we often come at it from the angle of the environment. But I feel like it's important to take a holistic view of everything as well and realize there is more than one issue going on in the fashion industry. I feel like we choose to put the environment at the center of what we do because without it, nothing else exists. But all of these other things, are obviously constantly a conversation for us at Tubes is representing diversity in all ways. And so I feel like it's hard for the influencer because we're asking so much of them because they're fighting for whatever change they're fighting for, but I can't help but think that they also do have to promote the environment. Like it just does have to become a consideration.
3: And I think like that's that's just a consideration that you make when you go through and you do your cult. Like, okay, maybe this person is not showing me slow fashion items, but they make me feel really great about my body. Like that's a great one to include then. You know, like you're gonna have more values than just the environment. Like we care about so many other things. So if somebody is advocating for other things that you care about, then like totally follow them as well. But it's about like not having people in there who are making you feel bad.
0: So I feel like what we're saying in general is, that it isn't the individual influencer's fault. We're not demonizing influencers. They're part of a much bigger system. And I love that realization that we've come to that where's the conversation about what's Instagram doing about all this? They're the ones that are creating this platform and crafting it in a way that makes it so easy for people to sell things because they're the ones who make money off of that. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to have come to about it. Yay, influencers. And I'm excited to keep chatting about how we can work with influencers as a brand in a new way. Like this is exciting because I'm sure whatever we come up with is going to be really disruptive and innovative and hopefully creating positive change. Exciting times ahead. So fun. We'll have to have you on again soon.
2: Thanks, guys. This was so fun. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hey, Tubes! Okay, so I have a bit of a funny one that I would like to ask you, Steph. Okay. And... This is something I've been thinking about for myself. So I want to know from you, what's the craziest thing you've ever bought after seeing it promoted by an influencer?
0: Okay, so I think the craziest thing I've ever bought after seeing it promoted by an influencer is not just one product, but it is more that I bought into this idea that I can buy a magical product and it will get rid of my acne because I feel like the amount of money that I have spent on acne products, I feel like proactive is the one that comes to mind. That was like the classic one that was promoted. I mean, I assume now it's by influencers, but back in the day, it was just like ads on TV and it was these people with this clear skin. And I was constantly jumping on those trends. I feel like I had like 20 different bottles of different proactive products that all equally did not work, but equally promised to give me clear skin. And I think that I'm still kind of doing that now that I think about it. I've got my blue light, I go get my facials, I drink my celery juice. I am just totally a victim of anyone selling me anything that is promising to get my skin better. Nothing's worked so far. I'll keep you posted on if anything actually does, but I feel like it's probably just because people are being paid to promote these products, not that they actually work.
1: Mm, oh my God, so true. So many dollars lost.
0: So many dollars lost. So much time wasted. So much hope crushed.
1: Okay, so mine is this yoga onesie that I bought after seeing like someone with a rocking body post it. And like, obviously they were like upside down doing something very fancy. And it's just like a black kind of like cat suit, I guess you would call it. And it's got this midriff cutout, like a big cutout, you know, for that six pack that I really have. The problem is that it has like no breast support and my breasts, they need supporting. So anytime I'm like semi upside down or going from being upside down to right side up, my boobs pop out the bottom and then I get like, I wouldn't even call it under boob, I'd call it like under yeah well under boob I guess like my whole boob just like falls out and like like nipple and everything so like I can't wear it to the studio like I've tried and I actually found out the hard way like I wore it to a class and then spent the whole time like holding my chest being like oh no like oh no so uncomfortable and so it was a terrible purchase I I even brought it out like once we were in lockdown thinking like oh maybe it'll just make me feel fantastic and I can practice at home but it's not fun when your boobs are popping out or the
2: code buttery exclusions apply see site for details
1: time so it was a terrible purchase it was silly and that influencer she got me good
0: oh my god I don't really need to wear a bra and I don't do yoga so can I have that onesie just to wear in life because it sounds really cute
1: you can except it's been in a giveaway bag and I'm not sure if I've already given it away but if I haven't I will fish it
0: out for you And so we would love to hear all of your answers to this question. What is the craziest thing you've ever bought after seeing it promoted by an influencer? So we're going to be chatting about it on our Facebook group, which is called Tubes, a kind of community. So make sure you're in that group and you join in on the conversation because I'm sure there are some hilarious stories out there. So if you're enjoying our podcast, we would just love to ask you to make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know when we've got a new episode out each week. And if you're feeling kind, leave a five-star review in the Apple app. And make sure you're following us on Insta at Tubes. The W is silent. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. See
1: you next week. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Thank you so much to our podcast producer, Amelia Navasquez, our podcast coordinator, Bianca Whitner, and a big thank you to King Cora and Lily3PO for creating our incredible theme song.
0: We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record the Boonarong, Boonwarang and Wurrnjeri Woorrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation and the Arakwal people of the Bunjalung Nation. We pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging.